0: Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Breaking Down the Doors. I'm Joe Rextro, Tennessee sports columnist, here with Adam Sparks, our Vanderbilt beat writer. This is Breaking Down the Doors. Everyone gets a trophy edition, Adam. It was Notre Dame 22, Vanderbilt 17, and this brings up the, the idea of, you know, is there such thing as a good loss? You know, the moral victory thing Derek Mason was saying that post postgame press conference talked about it again this week with a huge South Carolina game upcoming so I guess first let's hear what Derek Mason had to say
1: about that if people feel good about that great we don't you know we, we play the game to win uh you know they don't this this isn't little league baseball where everybody gets a trophy okay uh, you 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 step on the stage man you play the game you win or you lose and believe me every one of these things counts so as we We've had a chance to recap, close it out, figure out exactly what we did and what we didn't get done. You know, the goal this week is to go one to zero. I mean, so um, we're, we're we're gonna we're going we're gonna play for the prize. We understand what that is, and that's trying to get a victory at the end of the week.
0: And now let's hear what Adam Sparks has to say about that.
2: Well, you know, I, I was th- earlier this week, and uh, I may have this story out by the time this podcast airs. I, I was I was working on the premise of are all moral victories created equally. Uh, because Derek had made the case, obviously, and he he made it there at the press conference. He made it a lot after the game, uh, the loss to Notre Dame the other day, that I don't want to hear about moral victories. I think he had the line, your culture has to grow up beyond that, uh, which stuck in my mind quite a bit. So I started looking back at what the moral victories, so to speak, are in his tenure. And every year but one, I think last year was the only year, he did not have a— Top 25 almost win in the first month of the season. He's had these every year. Where, you know, in 2014, they were leading South Carolina, number 14 South Carolina, ended up losing that game. 2015, they lost by a touchdown to number 10 Georgia. 2015. Well, they had a Florida game too at Florida. Yeah, a uh, yeah, fifteen, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. it was yeah. that was a near win. Also in twenty fifteen, Ole Miss they took them to the wire when Ole Miss was number three at Ole Miss. So he's had a lot of these. Well, I look back actually at the quotes after those games, and it's kind of the evolution maybe of Derek Mason and the program after that twenty fourteen game that was Mason's first year. His post-game quotes was, this was our best overall game. Boy, we really put it together today. The 2015 games, the close calls, it was, we were so close, we're right there. I like how close we're getting. And you can kind of see him evolve now to, I don't want to talk about close. I think that's him different as a coach, but I'll say this. I think there's a difference between the language he uses for those games and this game because he knows he has a more complete team, I think, this year. When you're accentuating the positive in a near win, you're trying to say, hey, this, you know, this may be as good as it gets, so let's recognize that and celebrate it. I think he knows that he has the type of team that he can be more critical and more dissatisfied with this team because I think he deep down he feels like they're probably going to win some of these games by the end of the year, make a run in some of these SEC East games, and so he doesn't necessarily have to accentuate the fact that they nearly beat Notre Dame.
0: Yeah, I mean this game to me, Adam, was at once exciting and frustrating. You know, I mean, I think if you're a Vanderbilt fan, you have to like a lot of what you saw the way you know this team bounced back because it did not look good early, but the defense adjusted. And really did a heck of a job in the second half of that game and then offensively after a slow start really they moved the ball pretty much every possession now they squandered points and they didn't get it done at the end and it's it's you know this would be a this would be a top 25 team right now undefeated going into SEC opener and so like it it's frustrating to be that close I'm sure you know and then not get it done but to me like my perception of this team is uh you know has improved quite a bit here in the first few weeks of the season. I, mean, I I really I think this could be you know a special Vanderbilt team. I do. I mean I think this team can win a lot of these SEC games coming up. It doesn't mean they will, but they 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 should be in just about all of them.
2: Well, it depends on if they if they don't play a sloppy half like they did at Notre Dame. I mean, if you're grading that game, it's like a C plus. Maybe poor Donovan Tennyson. There were two touchdowns that he gave up. One he dropped at the one yard line, and another he fumbled at the one, trying to get into the end zone. That's two right there. The tackling was terrible in the first half. You know they got there are no takeaways and no sacks, so the pass rush wasn't really there. You know there was just a whole lot of things that didn't come together in this game. You give give Vandy a D for the first half and a B plus for the second. So it was not a, a it wasn't a great game. And if they had played a better game, they would have won it. I mean, it shows the ceiling is high. Uh, there's a lot. There's a lot riding on, especially the upcoming game of South Carolina, because you know the way the SEC East is structured right now. I think a lot of people say the number two spot is wide open. Yep, Georgia's one, who's two. A, a lot of people thought South Carolina may be that team, and they still could be. Yeah. And, you know, and I, I talked with some media members earlier today at the press conference about, you know, this is so, there's such overreactions to almost every team in the East right now because, you know, oh, Kentucky's so good. Eh, they're good now. They've been good before this early. They may be bad at the yes. end of the year. Uh, Florida could be figured out. Dan Mullen may have that thing figured out in a couple weeks. I have my doubts about Tennessee because I don't know that they really have the personnel to improve greatly. You know, Vandy right now, as of boy, they look great, but who knows what's going to happen in a few weeks. I think you can say overreactions one way or another to a lot of the teams in the East right now. You know, Missouri may end up being a really good team. I don't know. Uh, but it's wide open be- below Georgia, and I think a lot of people see this as as the game that could, could determine if South Carolina is could be that team or if Vandy could make a run at being that team. It's It's only one game, but – Vandy has TSU in Georgia coming up next, so you're not going to get kind of a barometer game again until you get to Florida in mid-October.
0: Yeah, and I mean, if you look at the whole thing, I mean, there's one game left on this schedule, and I, and I think just about every year there are at least a couple at this point, if not a, a few that you're like, eh, but there's one game on the schedule where you're like, yeah, they're probably not going to win that game, it's the game at Georgia. I mean, they got Arkansas on the road as their SEC West road game. That's you couldn't You couldn't have a better draw. That looks like the clear worst team in the SEC. I mean, South Carolina at home, Florida at home. You know, Kentucky and Missouri, I think, are both pretty good teams. Those are road games. But that's not – neither of those is some sort of mission impossible. And then you have Ole Miss and Tennessee at home at the end. I mean, you know, you probably get in trouble if you're Vanderbilt and you do this and count up things and say, ooh, we could get this, could get that, because they could also lose all those games. But I just think that this team defensively is probably where, where I – underestimated it. I don't know if you agree with that or not. We knew they had good offensive skill and Keyshawn Vaughn has added something and Jared Pinckney is taking another step. But defensively, I to me they look a lot more reliable and sound than they did for most of last year.
2: I think a lot of their guys that had, had so called potential have kind of grown into more of the role that you thought they'd have. The the old, you know, college football is a junior senior sport that that kind of adage seems to be applying right now to a lot of what vandy has i mean juan williams you haven't heard his name called that much through three games. He did have a pick against Nevada, but you haven't heard his name called that much because nobody's throwing to him. Yep, they know.
0: You can see the film. You don't throw it yep. his way.
2: And, you know, there's uh, Ladarius Wiley. has played really well at safety. The secondary's good. Linebacker has become place of depth right now, and I didn't really see that either. You know, the, uh, Colin Anderson, who is a redshirt freshman, started the first game, got injured, has been out the last two. Well, they just plugged in Dimitri Moore, another young guy, and didn't miss a beat. They'll get probably Anderson back this week, and more still in there. They suddenly have competition with a lot of redshirt freshmen sophomores. They've had different guys at outside linebacker perform well. Charles Wright and Josh Smith had a huge game. Kenny A. Barris had some sacks, so they they actually have competition at different spots, more depth than they've had. I mean, yeah, if you're doing the math, I mean let's let's go lost to Georgia, win against Tennessee State. That's three and two with seven games left, including South Carolina this week, seven games that you could see them winning by a touchdown or losing by touchdown. I think you can make the case of any of those seven games. Well, so you're at three. If you win four out of those seven, you're at seven wins. If you win three out of those seven, you're at six wins. So I think we can say right now the goal of making a bowl game is very reasonable and then you're kind of, you know, there's some gravy after that. But the, the the South Carolina game is a pretty good barometer because it's a home game, and it's a game that if they play well, they'll win. If they play poorly, they'll lose. And I think it's as simple as that.
0: Yeah, and it's just, you know, we're counting up these games, but this one is huge to me because, for one thing, you want to follow up that. Maybe you didn't think it was impressive in terms of overall performance, but still, to me, impressive result with kind of an affirming win. And also I mean let's let's face it I mean you know Derek Mason's press conference I mean it's a weekly thing with him but they are imploring people I mean he's imploring Vanderbilt employees to show up to the game you know and so this is one of those things where if you can get this one you know I think now you you start to get some momentum going on the outside of the program and I and I still think in terms of inside the program you know just in your confidence you know I mean I think that if you lose in Notre Dame and then you come back and lose this game, you know, it's, it's well, did the Notre Dame game affect you? Maybe we blew our chance in South Bend, and now we're heading, you know, I, I, I just feel like this is a critical game to quickly show that, yeah, that was real, and we can make some adjustments and, and tweaks and get a big win. Of course, Derek Mason is looking at this game, Adam, as a, a,
1: a some kind of a brawl.
0: Yeah, back
1: alley street fat. And I'm sure you wonder why... I have this shirt on, but it's Tuesday, it's a work day, you know, it's about being blue collar, man. So we step into a meeting at 555, uh, and we start talking about exactly what, what it is, and this game's going to be a street fight. This game's going to be a street fight. I mean, some of you guys don't know who Kimbo Slice is, hopefully you do. I uh, you go back to it, man, this isn't a sanctioned fight, this is a street fight. I mean, this is the SEC. So, I man, it's time It's time to put on the hard hat, launch bail, let's get to work. Um, they're, they're going to be a tough football team when they come in here, and we have to be just as tough and just as physical.
0: So I guess I hadn't really thought of this game. I, I mean, I, you know, I'm sure both teams want to run the ball. Everybody wants to establish a run, run the ball. But why do you think that's Derek Mason's message this week? He wears the work shirt, you know, uh, with the, you know, Derrick me- on the –
2: mechanic patch. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, obviously he's trying to say something here.
2: Well, uh, you know I... – and he, you play a lot of physical teams in the SEC. He doesn't use this type of language with all those. I, I think, number one, he thinks he needs better physical play in the first half. Again, the tackling was was bad at Notre Dame. But also, I think, I think you don't throw that out there if you don't think your guys can reach it. And I think he knows that he can match up physically. I think he, he knows he can match up physically with South Carolina. And, you know, they're going to play a similar style to Vandy. And, you know, if you can get your guys to play that type of style, they can win this game. He wouldn't be throwing that out if he thought, well, that's not the type of style we can play. We can't get to that. I mean, this is a toss-up type game, and I think he feels that. And any edge he can get, he's going to do that. I do think there's a little bit of a hidden message in there, too, of you got to run the ball. I know he's defensively minded, but if you look at what happened at Notre Dame, Vandy could not run, at least not consistently. They went to the air. Even Derek Mason said in his post-game press conference, we could have thrown for 600 yards today. It was obvious the way that Vandy was going to move the ball up and down the field was throwing to Collage Lipscomb and throwing big plays to Jared Pinckney. And they got some other guys involved that they had not had as, as involved in much in the first two games. And so I think there's a kind of a big question of this run-to-win philosophy, which they preached all preseason. Uh, they've got to do that, at least they feel like they do, if they're going to win these types of games. And I think that's part of that street fight mentality he's trying to put into them.
0: Yeah, because you, you, I mean, you could say, hey, just winging around all day, Shermer. But if you have no running game to speak of, then the other team, they know they can just tee off. And at some point you're going to get Shermer hit really hard. And I mean, you have to slow up the defense with a running game. And they should be able to run it better. Than that with these backs. I think Keyshawn Vaughn is an exciting talent. You know, Vanderbilt up front is going to be the question in any of these big SEC games. And on the other side of the ball, I I mean, to me, where South Carolina stands out, where I think a lot of people pick South Carolina to be, you know, that second team and be a team that maybe could give Georgia a tough time in week two, is it's the passing game. I mean, Debo Samuel is a big time player, Jake Bentley. Is a good quarterback at times better than that? At times, maybe not as good as that. As that, but that's to me where you know South Carolina can be special. I don't know what I think about their defense. I mean, I, the Georgia game is hard because it's sort of you know they didn't look good, but I also think Georgia's ridiculously good.
2: Well, I'll go back to what I said earlier about the the difference in the moral victories where Vandy in the past was an incomplete team. And this year, they look to be a little more complete. I think Derek Mason feels like he can go into these games and do different things to win. Yeah, South Carolina has Bentley. He feels like he has a pass rush. Yeah, they have Debo, Juwan Williams, and that secondary look like they can match up with guys to that caliber. Offensively, Kyle Shermer is thrown as well as anybody not named Tua in in the SEC right now. There is a running game, I think, the, the foundation of a running game. We'll see if it works out in the SEC. But I I think Derek Mason feels like he's got different things that can match up with other SEC squads right now, where in the past there was a clear weakness. I mean, some of these, these seasons I said before, Vandy could look at it and say, okay, our defense can hold that team down, but we can't score. Or there's a running game, but we can't throw against anybody. I think he feels like now there are more complete tools to use, and I think that's where the confidence comes in. You talked about it being a big game because of coming off the Notre Dame game. I think there's two narratives here uh, that could play out, and probably neither one of them are, are necessarily fair, but... If they lose to South Carolina, then you play TSU, and people say, "Well, who cares?" It's supposed to beat TSU. Then you lose to Georgia. You're looking at three weeks of sitting on back-to-back losses of that, apathy. Yeah, up. right. And and by the way, basketball practice starts uh, next week, and you could already see, see the attention of the Vandy fans starting to turn to that. If you win that game, then you go and beat TSU. You got nothing to lose against Georgia. And you're talking about oh could this team win eight games or, or or whatever? So it's 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 really a fork in the road depending on what happens in this game. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, let's let's tell you what will happen in this game. What will happen in this game, Adam?
2: Oh boy, I didn't have a prediction ready. You better uh, come up
0: with. Yeah. <laughs> You've Got a calculator over there,
2: right? Yeah. Let's, <laughs> th- Just plug
0: some advanced stats in, and
2: I think the line is uh, last line I looked at was two two and a half, two and a half South, South Carolina, Carolina favorite, right? Yeah, yeah. I think Vandy wins by six. You know, I, I wonder how South Carolina is going to react to the two weeks because they haven't they haven't played since the Georgia game. Their game against Marshall was canceled because of the hurricane. You know, they could be chomping at the bit because they got blown out in the game. Some people thought they would win. I don't know who those people were, but they're not on this podcast, at least not on this half of the <laughs> podcast. But on the other side, they could be rusty. And, you know, they they they've played Coastal Carolina and they've played Georgia. And those are kind of polar opposites of the spectrum, so I don't know really what to make of them. But I think South Carolina can move the ball. I'm, I'm wondering about their defense. I think right now Vandy has a little more tools on both sides of the ball, maybe, than South Carolina. If not, they may be even, and in, in, in home field goes to Vandy. I, th- I think Vandy wins this one by about six.
0: Okay, well, give me a score.
2: Oh, boy. 27-21. Uh, um, uh, reserve the right to alter that. in the paper. That and may it, look different l- later Later in the week.
0: See, twenty seven was the number I was fixated on with Vandy too. I'll go, I'll go, I'll go one better. I'll say twenty eight twenty Vanderbilt. Okay, which is a you know actually I'm reserving the right to change that too, but I'm gonna go twenty eight twenty. I think uh, it it is hard because South Carolina. I don't think they're terrible on D. I watched the game against Georgia and I thought they looked terrible, but I you know a lot of it is Georgia making them look terrible. But I tell you what, I think Vanderbilt. Again, with Shermer, with Kalaja Lipscomb, and with Jared Pinkney, and I think with Keyshawn Vaughn too. I think I think four guys that I expect to be playing football on Sundays. Pinkney may be the the best of that bunch. I think he's special. I, I just they, I think they have a lot of confidence on that side of the ball, and I think they're going to finish drives better this week. And I think that South Carolina will make some plays. But you know what, Vanderbilt, uh, I really like what they have going on defensively and how they adjust to teams in game and seem to uh get better. I mean that that really means a lot. So
2: And and you, you mentioned Keyshawn Vaughn a few times. I've heard this on Twitter a lot from fans in person. Don't freak out over the underuse of Keyshawn Vaughn yet. I've heard that a lot. Why aren't they giving him the ball thirty right. times and these sort of things? The other guys are good. I mean, yeah, I mean he, he had nine carries, eleven carries, ten carries. That's his three games. Okay, that'll that'll get to fifteen carries, and then Tennessee State or a game like that, he'll go twenty-two carries for one hundred and fifty, and then the job will start to become more and more his. But people freaking out because he's not getting Emmitt Smith numbers in the first three games. It, it's it's okay. It's going to come to him. Kari Blasen game is a pretty good pass protector. They've got other other ways to use other guys. So it, it'll come. Just just hold your horses
0: yeah and honestly there are times when i think blasting game just the north south physicality is you know it's good it's good to use i mean it's good to mix those guys up a little bit but i I agree with you i think eventually you'll probably see those volunteers go up so there you have it folks huge one at vanderbilt stadium vanderbilt is asking everybody in the area to please show up we'll see if they can get a home field advantage going if students will show up and uh they can get a big win in the SEC opener. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week on Breaking Down the Door.